Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Pharrell has taken over. Let's go. It's Pharrell. Steaks, chicks, sacks. You and I are going to make a lot of money. It's Pharrell, coast to coast. It's Pharrell on the bench, coast to coast, in the biggest way possible. Hanging out the bad, see the bunker, data bad, apple with a bad attitude, hanging around a bunch of bad letters, bad tape, bad lot, bad new, bad bread, bad attitude, bad vibes. We are live in the Magic City studios at the Pharrell Palatial, right across the river into the woods from where Granny just got back from lunch with her friends. And the entire afternoon, she said she snapped tubes of hybrid cookies, the Tropicana kind of New York City, the Big Apple. Ooh. People dressed in plastic bags, directed Travis, some kind of fashion, shake it up, should do it. All my friends that come around, flats and flats and party up. Rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown. What a mess. Tons of sad, my brain just splattered all over Manhattan. Should do be check it. Hey, what's gigging? I'm Pharrell with Carver High Mafia, Ty Stick Jones, running it from Omaha, Beatville via Kansas City Mo at LTN. It's a midweek, where do you hurt? Wednesday, we hit the birthday roll call. Mo Bamba, 23. Lance Lynn, 34. Keith Bogans, 41. Steve Smith, the receiver, 42. Mike Weir, golfer, 51. Jim Furyk, same thing. Tony Hawk, my boy, 53 today, still on the skateboard. Lou Whitaker, 64. George Carl, 70. Felipe Lou, 86. Johnny Busick, 86 as well. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. The Lakers beat the Knicks last night, 101-99 in overtime. Drag. I still haven't gotten over that. I didn't sleep. I tossed and turned. It made me sick to my stomach. Horton Tucker with a game-winning three. AD says the Lakers are playing with desperation. We'll hear from him. The Lakers are going to raise their championship banner tonight. Thank God they didn't do it last night, adding insult to injury. Uh, Tip says the road trip was average. We'll hear from him. The Warriors come back in the second half, outscore the Suns 30-18 in the fourth, and win the game. Wiggins with 38. We'll hear from Steve Kerr. The Nets beat the Bulls 115-107 despite 41 from Levine. He went off. Kyrie had to leave the game with an elbow to the face, a contusion, no Concussion, allegedly. KD talking about Kyrie today on C2C. James Harden plans to return tonight against the Spurs and no sleep till. Heat beat the Celtics again by eight. Celtics lost to the Heat all but guarantees he's going to be in the play-in tournament. Brad Stevens is talking about it today because he, my friends, is a genius. He's a genius. I mean, that play-in tournament proves it, right? He made the play-in. He's a genius. What a coach. I mean, unbelievable. Second to none. The greatest coach. I mean, he makes Red Auerbach look stupid, doesn't he? I mean, he's such a genius. 
Memphis beat Dallas 133-104. Ja Moran on the show today. Bucks beat the Magic by 12. Giannis with 27. They didn't cover. Pacers beat the Sixers, snapping Philly's eight-game win streak. Doc Rivers talking about it today on C2C. Kings beat the Thunder. Nuggets beat the Hornets. Clippers beat the Raptors. We got your East and West standings today. Spida will miss the rest of the regular season this week and be reevaluated before the playoffs. Aaron Afalo wants to buy the T-Wolves since A-Rod's time has passed. The window expired to cut a deal with A-Rod and his partners to buy the T-Wolves and the Lynx. Vanessa Bryan will honor Kobe at the Hall of Fame induction on Saturday in Springfield. We'll break down tonight's games in the NBA, plus hockey, 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 hockey. Caps beat the Bruins AHL team last night, 2-1. to one. <laughs> Ovi returns for the Caps. And the Jets beat the Canucks 5-0, winning their first game of the entire season. <laughs> oh, corn dog. We welcome in our radio affiliate Sirius XM Channel 204, Mightier 1090 in San Diego, near to you. Wanna do, you wanna do, you wanna do, you wanna. Sports Map Radio, Sports Byline, Armed Forces Radio all over the globe. Hoorah, soldier, hoorah. It's Pharrell coast to coast. We'll look at the North Division matchup set for the playoffs. Leafs and Habs. Jets, whether the Leafs and Habs will play each other. That's Montreal, if you don't know what the Habs are. The Habitants. Et la bu, hein? We'll play each other in the playoffs for the first time in 42 years. It's been longer than that since the Leafs have won the Stanley Cup. Thank you. I'll be here all a week. Rangers fired David Quinn. I told you that was going to happen. Not that I know anything, but I told you they're going to fire everybody by the time they're done. Tonight's games will break it all down for you. Look who it is. Craig Mish back on Coast to Coast today talking baseball. Plus Rick Gaiman on the Byron Nelson this week in golf. We got your odds for Byron Nelson Classic. And then uh, we'll talk fight 262 style with Mafia. Oliveira, Chandler, the odds. Darius Ferguson. Mafia's got it all for you. Plus, Lynn Worthy covers the Royals for the uh, Kansas City Stars. Uh, he's going to talk to us today from Detroit, where they're playing a series against the Lowly Tigers. The Dodgers rally cap style to beat the Mariners 6-4. Gavin Lux. That sounds like a porno name, doesn't it? I mean, just think about it for a minute. Gavin Lux. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the show today. Carver High didn't like that when he's already calling his lawyer. Dodgers uh, still have the best World Series odds despite their struggles. Padres beat Colorado 8-1. Tatis and health and safety protocols on the uh, vacation list. We'll hear from uh, our boy, the French Tingler, today on the show. Plus, Marcus Stroman on the show. And we've got a Harper bomb we got tonight's games. Plus, the NFL schedules go out. Win, loss, win, 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 loss, win, loss, win, 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 loss. Holiday games. We got your primetime games. We got your Thanksgiving, Christmas games. The first Sunday night game. The first Monday night on Coast to Coast. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. 
the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. If you want to win, you need four things. A strategy, a plan, information, and sports grid. Actually, come to think of it, you really only need sports grid. We're already giving you that other stuff. We just call it the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Tell you what, Carbohyde, the thing I got out of the uh, Laker-Nick game last night was that I don't believe Anthony Davis can play one game without getting hurt. I mean, he's hurt again. He's got a groin again. He's got, whether it's the Achilles, now it's the groin. I mean, this guy gets hurt putting toast in the toaster. I mean, this guy, honestly, I don't think he's going to be able to make it. Like, they got all these big plans to repeat. This guy can't stay healthy at all. He's a mess. And then long term, they're going to get burned on this deal. Yeah, look, it was painful last night watching this dude every whistle get down on the ground. They all come over and start rubbing his legs. He's walking slow. Like, he put the act on so much last night. It's like, dude, we get it. You know, you're banged up. All right, could you go, you know, cut the mustard a little bit more. Like, calm down, bro. And that's why I told you, he's lucky he hitched his wagon to LeBron because this guy would have never won anything in the NBA if he didn't find LeBron James. But the Lakers do beat the Knicks last night, 101-99 to in overtime. Horton Tucker with the big three to finish it off for the Lakers. Let's start with AD. Says the Lakers are playing with desperation right now, trying to get out of that seven hole. Here he is. We know the position we're in, and we're playing desperate. Um, we're fighting. We're playing hard. Uh, you know, that's all we can all we can do. You know, guys have been in and out of the lineup all year. Um, you know, Dennis, myself, Bron, you know, Kenny, Kuz, like everyone <laughs> has been in and out of the lineup. So, um, we always had a not next man up mindset, and everybody's playing well. Here's a newsflash for you, Anthony. Every single team in the league has the exact same problem. Uh, they act like they're like foreign to this, like that they're on their own island and that they've suffered so much more than every other team. Are you kidding me? The Nets, have those three played together once the whole season? No. They're injured every other week, and then they're on their little mini vacations like Kyrie. So uh, every team in the league's got these problems, every single team. The Lakers were waiting to get some fans back in the Staples Center to raise their championship banner from the bubble. They will do that tonight, banner number 17 for them. The Knicks finish off their long West Coast trip 3-3. Three and three. Here is head coach Tom Thibodeau. Eh, it was just okay. We came out of the trip 3-3 three and three and, we, you know, one rebound away from having a win tonight. And we got to learn, you know, the intensity of the game. And, you know, like, look, there's been a long road trip. There's been a lot of fight, uh, but, you know, we have to understand the intensity of the end of the game, you know, so we'll learn from it and there's going to be a quick turnaround going home. 
and we got to be ready when we get home. I'll tell you what, uh, the problem with uh, their road trip was they're in the six hole now and they got to play the Bucks, and they can't beat the Bucks. Uh, I know everybody thinks they can. I know uh, they're going to have problems with Giannis and, and Middleton and Holiday. I know that for sure. I think it'll still be a really good series, but I really don't see them getting past Milwaukee. I don't. Yeah, they need to get back into that four or five spot somehow. A uh, couple games left. The NBA regular season ends on Sunday. We'll see if the Knicks can do that because that will be a very bad matchup for them. The Warriors come back in the second half to beat the Suns, 122 to 116. They outscored them 30 to 18 in the fourth quarter. Andrew Wiggins actually was the one carrying the mail last night. He had 38 for Golden State. Let's hear from Steve Kerr. Back-to-back nights, wins over the Jazz and the Suns. Feels like playoff time to Steve Kerr and the Warriors. These last two games have been so important for us against, you know, I think the, the two teams with the best records in the league. Um, and they've, you know, tonight felt like a playoff game. You know, Phoenix was very well prepared. They had the day off yesterday. Uh, so they came out with a, a great game plan uh, to, to take the ball out of Steph's hands. And, and um so for us to, you know, be able to withstand uh, a great team playing with a lead, um, you know, bottling up stuff pretty well, and uh, for us to be able to stay with it and, and uh, you know, come back and finish out the win was just uh, fantastic. A lot of work for the Warriors to do here in play-in games and the like, et cetera, et cetera. But I think that uh, what I'd like to see is – I would kill to see Curry take on the Lakers uh, for the right to get in and then see this guy go off against them. I'll tell you what, they're playing hot basketball. They're beating the best teams in the league. Back-to-back nights is all you need to know, that they're playing great defense and they got Curry. And then they got other guys that can fill it up too, like Wiggins. Green's defense is impeccable. Uh, the Lakers have struggled literally in every game they play. Every game they play, they struggle. Even last night against the Knicks, they had their problems. So I am telling you, it can happen. They can be beaten by Steph Curry and the Warriors. Uh, absolutely, and we want nothing more than to watch the Lakers have to sweat if they lose to the Warriors after Steph drops 60 on them. Then they got to go play the Grizzlies for the right to stay in the playoffs. Oh, it'd be so great. Uh, the Nets beat the Bulls 115-107 to despite 41 from Zach Levine. Kyrie Irving leaves the game. He took an elbow in the face from Vucevic. Here is Kevin Durant. Hopes that Kyrie's going to be okay. Yeah, I thought he would be he'd be all right. I know, I know those um, he mixed it up a lot with the big fellas, um, so he might catch an elbow here and there. And Kyrie's just you know he plays with such toughness and competitiveness. So I know he'll get up, but I but I knew he was uh, he took a nice one to the face, so um, nice elbow to the face. So um, you know hopefully uh, you know he get checked out tomorrow, see everything's all right, and you know he move forward. He goes to the trees, and you know. Self parks. I mean, to tell you what, he's not in the valet lane. And I'll give you this. Uh, I do this thing now, Pharrell Unlock, on Instagram and social media for Sports Grid. And I gave you the, the Knicks and the four and a half. And then I gave you the Nets laying the five last night against the Bulls. I had to sweat that Bulls game out. I mean, to tell you, they were up 19 at the end of three and they won by eight. And it got down to six. I was losing my mind. I was cussing profusely in the studio uh, during breaks and before the show. 
uh, for all on a bench at 10, Mafia told me to simmer down because my language was so horrific, screaming at the TV and yelling at the refs and yelling at players and cussing. The Nets will be back at it tonight. James Harden does plan to return. I guess he'll probably be by himself, right, Scotty? I mean, uh, you know, Durant played last night. I'm sure there's going to be a load management situation with him tonight. Kyrie took the elbow in the face. I'm sure he's not going to play tonight. So they finally get Harden back, and he's not going to have most likely Durant and Kyrie with him. So that's kind of just the way that the Nets season has gone so far. The Heat beat the Celtics 129-121. to Celtics' loss means that pretty much all it guarantees they're going to play in the play-in tournament in the Eastern Conference. Let's hear from the genius. Brad Stevens said he guess we're going to have to get ready to play a couple of extra games. Here's Brad. Obviously, we still have a week left before the play-in starts, but, uh, you know, time is running out to do that. So, you know, we've got to play well. Tomorrow, we've got to play better and, and see if we can't, you know, find the best version of ourselves over the next week and get ready for next, you know, likely next Tuesday. So I said this yesterday. I'll say it again so it didn't fall on deaf ears. I think that without Jalen Brown, good effing luck to the Celtics in the playoffs. Uh, and I'll say this about the Nets tonight. You're right. Uh, I doubt Kyrie Irving's going to play after getting his face smashed in. And then... You're right about KD. He usually doesn't play the the back-to-back second game. And then Harden will be on a massive minutes uh, restriction. His burn will be light. I'll be surprised he plays 15, 20 minutes max. I still think, I truly believe with Mike James, Shamit, and company, they can still beat the Spurs. I think the Spurs are already uh, getting their fishing rods ready for the deep-sea fishing trip. Here's the official Nets injury report from about an hour ago. Uh, Harden is probable tonight. Kyrie Irving questionable. And Joe Harris out with left foot soreness. So so they do not have Durant listed uh, in their on their injury report for tonight. So usually they make something up by now. So maybe he's going to play a back-to-back tonight. Listen, uh, Harris out with a hip is, is bad. I have a bad hip, but I still play. Wussy. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. How about the Grizzlies lighting up the Mavs last night, Carver High? 
Yeah, they gave him the business, that's for sure. 133-104. to 104. Doncic had an awful game. John Morant got it done. Here he is. Wins like this show that the Grizzlies, they are maturing as a group. Here's Ja. Just learning from, you know, last night. Uh, even though, you know, we was able to, you know, come out with a win, um, you know, in that third quarter, uh, you know, we, we allowed the team, you know, to, to get back in the game and also, you know, take the lead. So um, my mindset tonight was just, you know, play a full 48 minutes, um, which, you know, we try to do every night. And I feel like, you know, we're, we're making good strides. And tonight, um, after winning, you know, every quarter um, shows, you know, good sign. Honestly, I'm just surprised that I don't have a do like that. It's just fantastic, Carver High. I just don't have enough hair left to pull it off. But I dream, I dream of having a do like that. Yes, in your younger days, I think that you would have been able to swing it. But now uh, the ship has probably sailed with you getting that rocking again. <laughs> the Bucks beat the Magic 114 to 102. Giannis had 27. Pacers beat the Sixers. 103 to 94. All of a sudden, after that report that the Pacers were going to whack that coach, they decided to start winning a lot of basketball games. They snapped Philly's eight-game winning streak. Here is Doc Rivers. He sums it up perfectly. We sucked in the second half. I thought the whole second half, it wasn't late game. Uh, we, we didn't have any execution tonight. Uh, we really didn't. Um, you know, first half, first quarter, we were brilliant with moving the ball, getting the ball in the right spots, running our stuff. Um I thought it was one of those games where we got tied into the players, to the refs, uh, our guys did, and uh, we lost our focus. Well, I think that uh, they're still going to fire uh, Bjorkren uh, in Indy unless they go on some deep run, and I don't see that happening. I just am not buying uh, the Pacers, and I think the Sixers uh, could care less that they lost the game. And I don't think they cared about their eight-game winning streak either. I think they just want to hit the finish line and have a cold beer. That's all that matters right now is them getting to the finish line and getting that one seed, which they have a two-game lead on. We'll look at that in a moment. The Kings beat the Thunder 122-106. to Half of the Thunder roster was actually Scotty's team, uh, his rec- his team. So, Scotty, you're the ballers were half of the Thunder roster last night. Uh, they had absolutely <laughs> nobody you've ever heard of playing in the game. It was ridiculous. Nuggets beat the Hornets 117-112. to Clippers Beat the Raptors 115 to 96. Kawhi with 20 against his old team. So here's where we're at in the East right now. Celtics and Hornets, 7-8 play-in tournament. Pacers and Wizards, 9-10 play-in tournament. The Bulls are pretty much out. They're three back with three to play. It just is not going to happen for them. The Hawks, the Heat, and the Knicks are all 38 and 31. They all have two games left to play. Uh, right now, you see the tiebreaker. Hawks would play the Heat. The Knicks would be in that six, taking on the Bucks. Sixers at the top, and the Nets in the two right now, Scotty. Yeah, I told you, that loss really hurt the Knicks. Uh, I don't want to play the Bucks at, at, you know, the jump. And, you know, that's just not an ideal first-round matchup for them. Although, you know, they've had a great season. They're not afraid of anybody. The Knicks can beat anybody. Uh, they're good enough. Uh, to play with anybody, bang with anybody. They're good enough defensively. I still think they're going to have problems with Giannis and the Bucks. I don't like the matchup. I would have preferred the Hawks in a 4-5, beat the Hawks, and then deal with somebody better right after that in 2-3 uh, in terms of rounds. The Bulls are shot. They were shot before they lost last night. They had no chance 
the entire week to get into the playoffs. Uh, they kept doing interviews saying they were, you know, treating every game like a playoff game. They were done a month ago. I don't buy for one minute that the Bulls ever had a chance. In fact, they went out and got Vucevic and did nothing with him. That's amazing to me. You have Vucevic and Levine and you still suck. I mean, that's really got to be a concern for upper management and Bulls fans. Uh, when you look at a team with that much talent and you still suck, I mean, that's a problem. In the Western Conference, as of right now, the Lakers are still sitting in that seven spot, 39 and 30. They are a full game back of the Blazers and the Mavericks, who are the five and the six. The Warriors and the Grizzlies have clinched spots in the play in tournament. The Spurs, just like uh, the Bulls in the other one, they are hanging by the, uh, the Pelicans, I should say, hanging by a thread. They're three back in the loss column of the Spurs with three to play. Now, the Spurs have a very tough schedule, they could lose all their games. But that would involve the Pelicans actually winning theirs, and you can't trust them. So that's where the West sits right now, Scotty, with a couple days left to play. I think the Pelicans are playing good ball every night. They're in games uh, against whoever they play. They give them everything they got, but it doesn't matter. They're finished, too. Donovan Mitchell's going to not play the rest of the regular season games for the Jazz. He'll be reevaluated before the playoffs. They need to have him, Scotty. We've talked about this. They don't have Mitchell in the playoffs. That great regular season that the Jazz had, he might as well go up in smoke. Aaron Afalo, remember him? Going to relaunch his bid to buy the T-Wolves after the exclusive window for A-Rod expires. Double A, getting in the mix, trying to buy the T-Wolves here, your boy. Listen, I told you yesterday, uh, I, I like Alex a lot, uh, A-Rod. Uh, I think he's a character, but I think he's so full of Shaq. It's just spewing out of him. Like, I mean, honestly, like uh, his real estate deals, his TV shows, his love life, uh, when he was lying to everyone in baseball for the last five years about roiding. I mean, the guy, he's shifty. I don't even know how he got his hands on a deal to buy the Minnesota Timberwolves. How in God's name did that happen? Explain that to me. Connor McGregor has a better chance of buying Man U than A-Rod does that T-Wolves. <laughs> now watch, he'll end up with him. Vanessa Bryant will honor Kobe at the Hall of Fame induction later on this year. Tonight's games in the Saturday. NBA. Next, yeah, is it this Saturday? There you go. I didn't know it was this weekend. Saturday. So this weekend they're going to put everybody in. Uh, here we go. Tonight's games, Washington and Atlanta tonight. The Wizards can give the Knicks a little bit of help here, Scotty. They are getting six and a half in hot town. The Celtics are in Cleveland to take on the Cavs, minus five and a half road favorites. The Spurs are in Brooklyn to take on the Nets. James Harden, like we said, should be returning for Brooklyn tonight. Yeah, look, uh, I saw that line throughout the day uh, go from what it was, uh, what you're seeing there on FanDuel, down to two. I saw it down to two with the Nets laying. So, uh, you know, uh, maybe that was the Jazz game. The Jazz game went down to two. So the Nets were at three and a half. I was at five and a half, went to three and a half uh, with all the news of who's playing and who isn't playing. I still like the Nets. I think the Spurs are shot. Uh, as far as the Celtics, I like them, but uh, I'll take the number on the other side with the Cavs covering the spread. The Wizards, you cannot give them six and a half. They almost beat them the other night in Atlanta, lost by one, 125-124. In fact, I mean, I, I like the Hawks to win this game again, but not cover the number. But I won't be surprised at all if, if Westbrook wins that game. The Pelicans, we said they need to win out. They are in Dallas tonight. They are getting nine and a half 
from the Mavs. The Blazers and the Jazz, you were right, minus one for Utah right now. And the Lakers and the Rockets, LeBron, back on the floor, minus 11 and a half. Okay, so it went down to two, the Jazz, and it was originally four and a half. I liked it at four and a half. I love it at two. I'm literally having sex with it at one. Uh, as far as uh, the Pelicans, I think they cover the number against the Mavs, but Dallas wins the game. And then uh, I think the Lakers are going to uh, have their banner and obliterate the lowly Rockets tonight easily in Lipstick City. There you go. The night in the NBA. Hockey now for you, Scotty. Here we go. The Capitals beat the Bruins last night, or shall we say they beat the Bruins' AHL team. Uh, the Bruins literally did not play anybody off of their regular roster. Everybody sat, and they still hung in there. Two-to-one win for D.C. Ovi did return, got himself a little bit of a sweat in before those two teams played game one on Saturday night. The Jets finally won a game. It took them forever. 5 nothing. they beat Vancouver. The North Division matchups are now set, Scotty. We have the Leafs and the Habs, Jets and the Oilers. Toronto and Montreal will play each other in the playoffs for the first time in 42 years. How about that? Uh, and the Rangers fired David Quinn today. You saw that coming for a long time. Well, I did. I, I thought they'd fire him. Uh, you know, I started talking about him getting fired about three or four weeks ago. Uh, and it is what it is. I was surprised more that they fired John Davidson and Gordon than I was uh, Quinn. But I'll say this about the the Leafs. Uh, they kicked the Canadians' ass this year when they played them. I mean, they beat them seven, I think it was seven, two, and one or something like that. So I still think the Leafs are better than the Canadians. I know they're going to try to sell you this is the greatest playoff rivalry and matchup in, in history, but it really isn't at all. I mean, that's just a bunch of people in Canada getting excited about that. That's what that is. Here are tonight's games. As we know, we have a few teams playing out the string. We do have positioning still up for grabs in the West and the President's Trophy. That would be with the Vegas Golden Knights. They are in the Shark Tank tonight in San Jose. They are minus a buck 88 favorites. And Colorado hosting L.A. at the Pepsi Can, laying the heavy lumber, minus 390. Both of those two teams can still win that division and the Presidents. The Wild and the Blues means nothing. The Leafs and Senators means nothing. Oilers Canadians means nothing. I still like the Oilers to win at the Bell Center, and I'm going to take the Leafs in Ottawa, even though the Senators have played great hockey over the last month. And then I'm all over the Avs against the Kings, please. Wild and Blues. I'm going to take the Blues. I think they played good hockey over the last two and a half weeks, and I'm on Vegas uh, every single time they play. I bet on Vegas every time they play. They can play themselves, and I'll bet on them. Yeah, the Avalanche have two games left. If they win both of them, they will win the West Division and the President's Trophy, and they will then play St. Louis in the first round, and Vegas would end up playing Minnesota in the first round. Well, I think the Avs, if they win the President's Trophy, they won't win the Stanley Cup. I SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. 
But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Craig Mish is the man fantasy sports today on Sports Grid. And uh, I see you've been getting uh, the business from Donnie Baseball. Is he giving you, like, he's, he's letting you name starting pitchers and everything else now? I mean, you're a step away from replacing him as manager of the Marlins. Hmm. Scotty, rough times, man. Rough times. I mean, uh, look, they, they only have three starting pitchers because they got a lot of guys injured. So, you know, look, I mean, I just thought that it would be nice. Maybe I can make a suggestion or two. And it seemed like the floor was open for that. So I I made the suggestion. And then, unfortunately, Scotty, my son, had a Little League game. So I had to jump off the call. And then he just torched me at the end of the call saying, well, Craig jumped off early. And now I'm going to go ahead and I'm just going to name the pitcher. And so he doesn't get to. But don't worry, Scotty. I got something in my back pocket for him, too. So we go back and forth. It's all in good fun. Uh, you know, imagine, I mean, you know, Scott, you grew up uh, in the, you know, 70s and 80s watching Don Mattingly. I mean, I get to talk to this right. guy every single day. I mean, it's crazy. I think it's great that you have a, a relationship like that with him. I think it's fantastic. So did your son win his game? Oh, my gosh. You know, we we sat out. It's an interesting question. We sat out the whole year. We did not play Little League the entire year. Uh, we just kind of decided to let let it go. And then he got the itch at the end, and and actually the league let him jump in and, and play on one of the teams just for the playoffs. And and he actually is playing well, so it's not really going over very well with the opponent. But we got walked off last night, man. So we got to play again Thursday, and if we win, then we then we'll play for the championship. But but tough loss, tough loss yesterday. I lost my voice. Some someone just screaming and yelling. So wait, so you go to the games and you, uh, as a fan and father, and you're screaming and you lose your voice, uh, rooting for him. How old is he? He's eight. Uh, so what happened was they needed an extra coach last night. And I, and I do coach oh. Little Leagues. But, but I had sat out the year, so they asked me to come coach third. So I did. Oh, so you're like Phil Nevin uh, minus the uh, COVID. And you went out there and blew out your voice. Phil Nevin uh, shut down the Yankees. Uh, what are you hearing about that mess uh, with uh, all the, like, originally it was him, and then we heard five coaches. Uh, but then, like, during the news and everything last night as it rolled out, it was it, it appeared it was just about him. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't have any more info other than what you see that, that's been reported. It looks like he tested positive and the other coaches have just been held back because of contact tracing. But I, I think what it tells you, Scott, is that the show is going to go on in Major League Baseball if a team is 85% vaccinated. So that's a real important thing to note because even though uh, Nevin apparently, and again, I'm just going off what I saw was reported, if Nevin indeed was vaccinated and he tested positive, they call that, I guess, a breakthrough. We don't hear a lot about that. But it, you know, basically, it looks like if that happens in baseball, 
and the rest of the team is 85% vaccinated, they're going to continue to play. So um, not every team is. I think that we're about like at 13 teams or 14 teams. They'd like to get it to 20. And they're just simply put, Scott, are going to be some uh, players and, and are, are just they don't just don't want to do it. So they're not going to get to 85 percent. But the Yankees were uh, fully vaccinated at that time. What do you think of their turnaround and the fact that, I mean, they've been playing really good baseball uh, after having the worst record in the American League. Now they're uh, right where they ought to be. And uh, they beat the Rays, which for me is like really noticeable because over the last couple of years, you know as well as I do, Craig, that they've been their kryptonite. They cannot beat the Tampa Bay Rays. You know what's really interesting is that when Giancarlo Stanton played in Miami, look, he had he had some checkered stuff happening here too. He he had like an O for forty streak, and Ichiro was playing over him, and and look, he was he was hurt. Things happened to him too. But oh, in his MVP season, Scott, and back in 2017, you can go look at this. In the first month, the first week in May, Don Mattingly moved Stanton up from four to two, and he ended up hitting 50 some odd home runs and, and winning the MVP. I don't know why it took the Yankees four years to do this and, and let him bat second because that was the sweet spot for him. But they always wanted Judge there because Judge was the better on base. And now it looks like Boone is a genius, but in reality, they had this chance years and years ago. But look, they have to stay healthy in order to get deeper into the postseason. The regular season for the Yankees, Scott, just doesn't really mean all that much, let's be honest. So I want to ask you about uh, the Mets hot streak. Uh, They've won again today, and they roughed up Matt Harvey. Uh, The Dark Knight was back at City Field, and it was very interesting. I don't know if you caught it, but they gave him a standing Mm -hmm. ovation when he went out on the mound and then they gave him another standing ovation when he got lit up and he left the game, but it was all heartfelt and positive. Like they really showed him love. Were you surprised at that? Yeah. I saw that his post game after the game, he said that was one of the most emotional moments he's ever had. I think he said he was crying a little bit too. No, I'm not surprised. And, and I, and I think that when Mets fans look back at it, he gave them more good moments than bad. I mean, look, the reality is the Mets got to the World Series with him in 2015, and they've accomplished nothing since. So as far as Mets fans are concerned, why would they be mad at him or be mad at Noah Syndergaard? I mean, I mean, those guys, even though they've been hurt a lot, that was the last really hurrah for them before they went into this sort of tailspin. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's nice. Harvey's probably got a year or two left, but, you know, clearly he's on the back nine at this point. So, I mean, they've won seven in a row, eight of ten. They've taken over first place. Uh, and you hear Syndergaard talking about baseball is soft. Uh, what did you think of his comments about the game uh, and everything that he said in the last day or so? Yeah, I look, I, I understand. Look, this this year is, is not my favorite year in terms of what's going on. You have basically – uh, a, you know, an, an unpoliced baseball that's completely different than what it was. Uh, pitchers are, are now being able to manipulate the ball like they couldn't in years. Last year and the year before, it was slick. Batters are hitting home runs. This year, they can't even touch the ball. So I'm not really sure why any pitcher would have any beef with what's going on right now. They're the ones that are dominating. And any starting pitcher, Scott, you look in the box score at night or in the morning of any game, and, the, and every pitcher pitches six or seven innings, and they strike out ten guys. Like We've just never seen this happen. Batting averages are down across the league. So it's like baseball, they're trying to do the right thing by not having as many home runs, but they've just gone completely the other way with this thing now. 
where basically either a player hits a home run or he strikes out and that's it. And batting average are taking a huge fall. And this is just not something that I think that can be sustainable. We have talked on the show over the last few days about uh, eliminating and like what Theo Epstein's up to eliminating, not that he said it, but he's had all these, you know, experiments that they're trying in the minors. Do you believe they should get rid of the shift? I mean, they could alter it a little bit and, and see if that works. I don't, I don't think that there's any issue with that. But, you know, one of the things that they're trying to do in the minor leagues right now is they're using the automatic strike zone and it's going very poorly. It's going very, very poorly right now. The, the games are being really? extended, some of them in the minors, to four hours plus. And in in the league that used to be called the Florida State League here in South Florida, Scott, you know that right. in, in Jupiter where they play. Um, sure. I mean, every single minor league team in low A is averaging seven or eight walks a game with the automatic strike zone. There's a problem. So, I mean, look, it's only been a week and a half. You're starting to hear rumblings of it. There, there'll, there'll be a huge story on this coming out in the next week or two about just uh, how miserable it's been to start. That's not to say that it can't get fixed, but thus far, in terms of the, the question on the shifts at the big league level, sure, I mean, that can change, but they got a big problem if they think that they're going to put an automatic strike zone in based on the results that we've seen so far. So explain uh, to everyone uh, what you've seen of it, like uh, what what the problem is with this automatic strike zone. Tell me about what you're seeing and what what it's all about. Yeah, well, there's there's a couple of different issues in play. The first issue is that you have kids at, at low A baseball. So figure this. This is right. low A baseball. Who, who are we talking about? We're talking about kids that graduated college or high-level kids that graduated high school that, Scott, have not played baseball competitively in a year, in a full year. And now you're being asked without an umpire to figure out an essential digital strike zone. And so what inevitably what's happening is anything close, they're taking the pitch. And if it's not specifically right over the plate, it's not beeping, it's being called a ball, and they're walking and the pitchers are walking the park. So it's just bad on every level. I mean, I, I just don't know that they thought this thing through. I think the experimentation is really good, but you're asking uh, you know, minor league kids to be guinea pigs on an experiment and they haven't played baseball in a year. Like maybe this would have been something to try in June or July or like give them some time to be back on the field. But um, again, I don't want to make too much of it because it's only been a week and, and a day of minor league baseball. But all you got to do is by listening to me, go to minor league baseball's website, check out the amount of walks that are happening at the uh, Southern A-League Baseball and the amount of time right. that it's taking for these games to get played. I mean, who, who wants to sit through a single-A baseball for four hours, Scott? Nobody. <laughs> well, I, I think it's fascinating uh, what you're telling me. Uh, it, it's like a revelation. I didn't know that uh, – I knew that they were doing this stuff, but I didn't know it was that bad. So thanks for giving us the skinny on that. I appreciate that. Let me ask you what you think of um, – the surprising giants and what they're doing with their pitching. Cause I've said on the show, I think at some point in August, uh, that old team's going to have injuries and problems. I could be wrong. Maybe they'll go the whole year, belly to belly and play great. They're playing great. Now. What do you think of what you're seeing out in the Bay? Okay. So this is a really interesting one here because I agree with you in theory. And in theory, the giants are basically using a bunch of platooners lefty versus righty. A lot of sort of pitchers that you wouldn't consider to be aces at this stage of their career. I know they do have Kevin Gossman, but Johnny Cueto, you know, a year a year or two away probably from being done. Alex Wood they brought in. 
But, Scott, the reason why the Dodgers are as good as they are is this guy Farhan Zaidi, who took over the San Francisco Giants. And, and boy, I got to tell you, within a very short period of time, it kind of looks like he's doing the same thing in San Francisco that he did in L.A., which is basically you have two or three guys that play every day, everybody else platoons, you build a monster bullpen and just make sure that your starters go five innings. Giants have the number one bullpen or number two bullpen in baseball. They've been fantastic, and their pitchers have been great. So I'm skeptical of it just like you are, but their general manager and, and the man who was running this organization built the Dodgers to what they are right now and then left to redo it with San Francisco. So I can't rule it out. Wow. I didn't know that that was the guy that was doing these things in the Bay. That's an incredible story as well. Always Mish delivering for us in the late innings. So that speaking of late innings, the Dodgers needed that Lux home run last night and that win. Yeah. Yeah. The Dodgers have had a really tough time over the last couple of weeks for sure. I'm surprised that it, that it's taken Lux this long to, uh, to, to kind of click, but uh, I, I I am not worried about the Dodgers. Is there a chance that they go under their, their uh, FanDuel win total of 103? Of course there's that chance. But in the end, Scott, you know as well as I do, July 31st, trade deadline, uh, Andrew Friedman, the GM, he's going to look at the team and say, okay, what do we need to get better? Oh, well, let's go get Mookie Betts or let's go get you Darvish. Maybe this time it's let's go get Max Scherzer, right? Dodgers are going to be right there in the end. You're probably right. Uh, so listen, uh, now is your son's game, I got 30 seconds, is his next game tonight? Are you playing again tonight? When is the next game? Tomorrow night. All right, listen, good luck. And, uh, you know, tell those other parents on the other teams, I said, screw you. We don't care what you think. Have a hot dog with mustard on it and a cold beer and mind your own business and go out and win that game, Craig. Nice job. It's always good to see you on Coast to Coast. All right, Scott, I'll tell them to get on the bench. How about that? That's a great idea. There he is, Craig Mish, Fantasy Sports Today on Coast to Coast. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. All right, for all back on Coast to Coast, Rick Gaiman has a preview now of the AT&T Byron Nelson going on in Texas this week. Here he is. The PGA Tour rolls on this time to Texas for the AT&T Byron Nelson, an absolute staple on the PGA Tour schedule, but it'll be a new look 
event because we're going to TPC Craig Ranch, a course that is of course part of the TPC network, but not one we have ever seen on the PGA Tour schedule. It's hosted a few Corn Ferry Tour events, but that's basically it. We're doing our best to try to figure out how this course is going to play. And with four par threes and four par fives, it should be your very traditional standard par 72. Early accounts appear to allow each golfer to hit the ball as far as they want without much regard for accuracy. That's right, there's not much trouble off the tees here. There is this kind of meandering creek that goes through a lot of holes, but rarely comes into play. There are some trees out there, but you'd have to hit it pretty far out of bounds uh, to, to get access to those trees. So I think you're gonna be able to bomb it off the tee, go find it, hit it again, and have to make a lot of birdies. And there are plenty of birdies out there from the world's biggest names. Bryson DeChambeau, John Rahm, Jordan Spieth, all in action. Brooks Kepka making his first start since the Masters and Hideki Matsuyama making his first start since donning the green jacket in April. There is one big name who removed himself from this field early on Monday, and that's Dustin Johnson. He will not be teeing it up at this week's AT&T Byron Nelson, but plenty of great players remain, and there should be plenty of action all week long. All right. Uh, great job, Rick. Uh, Carver High, I know that you have a massive gambling problem when it comes to golf, and, and you and uh, Cam Stewart have thousands of tickets on uh, the TPC event down there in Texas at the Craig. Uh, who do you like? Yeah, we're going to go deep here. Scotty Scheffler, 16-1. to 1. We're also going to go with our boy Keith Mitchell after last week, 60-1. to 1. A couple of big dogs we're going to hit here. Sweet. Expert perspectives and actionable insights 24 hours a day. Seven days a week. It's the winning edge. What are you going to do? Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.